Welcome to Take Me to the Cloud, a place for business professionals to hear insights and best practices from industry experts that combine cloud systems, operations, supply chain, and finance. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Take Me to the Cloud. I'm your host, Melissa Holton. Today, I am joined by my lovely colleagues, Wendy Lynn and Melanie Saunders. Wendy and Melanie are our go-to experts for e-commerce and user interface. Hi, ladies. How are you today? Great. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm sorry for a little bit of a raspy voice. I'm recovering from being sick, but I am happy to be here with you both. And I'm also very excited because we have a really special guest today. If you're looking to upgrade your e-commerce platform, you may have seen his high-energy YouTube videos. He's the CEO of Jamerson and a self-proclaimed e-commerce-aholic, helping customers get more from their e-commerce store. Let's welcome TJ Gamble. Hi, TJ. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. We're really excited to have a chat with you today. Uh, It's definitely going to be fun. TJ, could you give our listeners a little bit more background about yourself and what your company does? Oh, sure. We've been doing e-commerce pretty much as long as e-commerce has been a thing, which just makes me old. I probably should quit saying that. But, you know, started Jamerson back in 1999. Our first site we ever built was e-commerce, you know, really fell in love with being able to build things and really measure results. And we've been doing e-commerce ever since, really got heavy into the Magento, now Adobe Commerce ecosystem back when that was in an early beta in 2007. We're fully involved in that community and then a few years ago started offering big commerce services as well. So we we really focus on industries that have complexity and really trying to help businesses build community around enthusiast industries. So a lot of automotive and and outdoor lifestyle and things like that. So B2B and stuff mixed in as well, right? If it's got data complexity or or really custom processes, that's where we really excel. That's pretty awesome. So you have like some niche markets that you're really kind of catering to there. But you mentioned the, the car enthusiasts. That's pretty cool. Well, it's always more fun when you're doing projects around topics that you're interested in personally. So that was just kind of a natural fit for us. Absolutely. Do what you love, right? <laughs> and for sure. talking about, yeah, talking about e-commerce, I know platform selection has been a hot topic, especially now we're kind of like post-COVID. Well, I know during COVID people, what companies they are really looking into upgrading their e-commerce system or even getting into a new system to support their B2B or B2C business. So now that we're in this post-COVID period, it also comes back to the topic now that some clients, they find that the platform they selected before is now not working the best and they are looking to switch. So the switching now gets to the question of when they're evaluating a new platform or thinking of switching to another platform, TJ, have you experienced any challenges in helping the clients navigate through the process? Sure. Yeah, there's there are a lot of challenges with that, especially these days. And this is a problem we run into a lot because of the content that we put out or around platform comparisons. This is a common problem that people you know reach out and, and want help with. And back you know, 10, 12 years ago, it was a much simpler answer. You, you had a few options. Those options had clear differences. 
and you could map those differences to you know to your needs and, and you could select the platform you need pretty easily. Uh, this day and age, it seems like there's a new e-commerce platform pops up every week and they're getting really good at marketing. And so they're really good at just you know covering up their limitations and, and their gaps. And so it's nearly impossible. Like I, I don't envy merchants at this point that need to make the right selection for an e-commerce platform because there's just so much information you need to consume. And realistically, nobody's going to go 100% of the way to make sure that's absolutely perfect and that they have everything they could possibly need. It, you, it could take you years to fully evaluate every platform. So you you gather the information you can, you try to find any obvious areas where a platform is deficient, and then you make the best guess you can. And, and sometimes you you guess correctly, and sometimes you you miss the mark, and, and you find that a platform you've chosen previously just doesn't work for you, or you you quickly outgrow it, like, like we saw with the pandemic, as you mentioned. A lot of companies experienced that growth and you know, they chose a platform that was good for them beforehand, and then they had three years worth of growth in one, and now all of a sudden they're they're lacking something that they really need to take those next steps. So it, it is a it is a very very common problem. So TJ, okay. do you find this is I guess a little pandemic talk, but do you find now that clients are trying to they were sold something bigger than they needed during the pandemic and now they need to scale back? Or do you feel that it seems that they're kind of just running with it and, and going with it in general? Like, are they trying to go bigger because they realized, oh, wow, this really works for my business. I can reach so many different areas. Like, what are you, how are you seeing this in post-pandemic e-commerce world? Yeah, we're really just now starting to see the economy kind of slow down and and really the results, right? So when you have that growth and then things start to taper off, we're really just now starting to see the effects on business because business takes a little while to adjust to that. To your point, though, biting off more than you can chew or getting something that's bigger than what you need is not necessarily a pandemic problem. Most folks were I mean, there were a lot of businesses that were making upgrades and things during the pandemic, but most businesses were just trying to hold on for dear life, you know, figuring out supply chain issues and all of these different things. And so platform might have not been, you know, first and foremost in their mind, but it it's always been a problem to where businesses go out there and they want everything. What do you want? I want it all. And I want to be able to do all of the things we could ever possibly want to do. But realistically, they're not going to do any of those things. They just, you know, they want to, you know, cover their basis and make sure they're they're running, you know, hitting a platform or choosing a platform that is not going to hinder their growth. But what they actually do is they end up building a system that actually hinders their growth because it is too much. And they spend too many resources maintaining it, keeping it up you know, adding on to it and and they just end up with this complex monster that takes their focus away from what they should be working on and that's growing their business. And that that's a common problem, not necessarily just a pandemic one. They're looking for all the bells and whistles, but they really could just you do with some out-of-the-box features. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it, yes. It could be, 
you choose a big open source platform when a smaller SaaS platform would have done just fine for your needs over the next three or four years. It could be that you build a big, complex, headless integration when just an open source out of the box platform would have worked for you. And so there, you know, there, there are places and there are projects where all of those solutions make sense, but you run into a lot of businesses that try to go big when realistically they would have been just a lot more successful if they would have just right-sized the solution that they're choosing. And add-ons are big part of it now too because they're also sparkly and shiny and they can help you so much and they can a lot of them can but I think if you don't have someone like Jamerson or with them or someone trying to help you narrow them down and you're just stepping into e-commerce and you don't know exactly how it works I mean it, it's so easy and a lot of them you're just downloading these plugins thinking this is going to be so easy because that is how it's advertised and then you're in your back-end inventory and you're in your front-end web store, things aren't working or they're too difficult. And even though they they should be, that's how they're advertised. But I think a lot of people, when they don't have help narrowing that down exactly what they want, because a lot of times people don't know what they want. That's what it it seems like they, they think they do, but they need just maybe sometimes a little bit of help narrowing that that scope down for them. <laughs> well, marketing has gotten really good at hiding their deficiencies and salespeople yeah. have gotten really good at avoiding problems that <laughs> that you, you know, you might raise some questions about. So yeah. it's easy to get sold something for sure. Yeah. yeah. Something that I realize is that when it comes to evaluating a platform, businesses usually don't want to spend a lot of time and resource into landing a right decision. So they usually leverage, for example, online research or word of mouth that they find from other connections to get to a decision as quickly as possible and then they implement the solutions. But there are like risks, of course, associated to that, like what we just mentioned, TJ. They didn't really consider what works for them and what doesn't work for them. And the the opportunity cost behind that is very big because now then you have to consider switching the platforms, training the people for both platforms, and then, yeah, the whole people process and technology needs to be considered there within that evaluation process. And then working backwards and trying to fix maybe some of the things that you know, we're rushed in and they need to go back. And yeah, it, it can be a lot. Oh, for sure. Uh, you, you call Gardner or you call Forrester, you get their reports, you start at the top, you work your way down. But realistically, what do those reports have to do with your business? Absolutely nothing. How are they evaluating those platforms to put them at the top? Like just because they're at the top of that list doesn't mean they're the best for your particular business or project. And if you choose poorly, you didn't just waste time building that. You didn't just, you know, waste the money that you invested into that. You missed a whole lot of opportunity where you could be growing your business that you now have to go back and redo it. So it is much, much better to slow down a little bit, take a few breaths, make sure you get this selection correctly, and then just hit the ground running as hard as you can once you're certain, or as, at least as certain as you can be. Yeah, that's actually a good a good way to plug both of our services, right? You know, sometimes having <laughs> a, a team that can help you navigate where you might be unsure or help you map out the best way to implement the new system, you know, maybe at, 
on the upfront cost might be a little bit more than you're willing to pay, but in the long run could really help you out as you know, you're not having to waste resources if, if the implementation didn't go correctly. Absolutely. And seemingly inconsequential differences in how platforms do things can have profound impact on whether or not it'll actually work for you. And, and there's no better way, there, there's really no way for a business to fully understand that other than interacting with someone that really understands the platform and can put the time in to understand your business need around that functionality. And so that's where, you know, folks like us really come in to, to help you um, fully understand what those inconsequential or seemingly inconsequential differences, what's the real world impact of those going to be and understanding as much of that as you can before you move forward. Yeah. It's like, I guess if you like broke your leg, you're not going to, I mean, probably would but like google the solution you're gonna go to a doctor or someone that can help you and same like if this is your livelihood your business your your bread and butter your you know way that you're living like it's it's a good idea to go to someone that specializes in what you're trying to build and you know how you're trying to live yeah it can definitely be intimidating but it's a good way to go (laughs) And it can take some of the burden off of you having to become, you know, an expert in UI interface or an expert in coding. You know, you have a team to kind of help you. And and oftentimes when you work with solutions like big commerce or, you know, these big these big names, they do have their own implementation team. But sometimes it can be, you know, we they only come in for a certain period of time. They help you with what it was, but they don't necessarily help you after the go live and, and that support going forward. Yeah. Do you really want to be an expert in three or four e-commerce platforms? Realistically, if you're running (laughs) a business that does whatever you do, selling whatever widgets you're selling, it seems like improving your skills there or focusing your effort on something that'll provide a return is a much better investment of your time rather than, you know, doing deep dive researches on all of these different platforms. So, you know, leverage folks who who focus in that area, those platforms you're interested in evaluating and just save yourself a bunch of headache. Yeah, because your time is money. I mean, your time is, especially when you like own the business or, you know, that that time is, it's valuable. <laughs> and when talking to the experts, I think it's also important to let them know what programs or technologies that your company is currently using because that can also play an impact into evaluating what fits the most to your company right for example if you have a PIM system using PIM system one versus two that can drive you to landing different decisions down the road so understanding the impact how they can all integrate it into one whole ecosystem for the company I think that will be the best rather than later figuring out, oh, we have to do an extensive customization to make things work. Definitely. You know, it's, there's a process we go through to, to choose an e-commerce platform. And, and one of the benefits of working with us is we've, you know, we've seen a lot of different businesses. We've seen a lot of different problems and different approaches and, Choosing, you know, our understanding what technology you have is 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 a part of that, but that's really later in the process for us. Yeah. What you should do 
in our opinion, when you're going through a process like this, is you should really start with introspection. Right? You might need a therapist for this more than you need an <laughs> e-commerce expert. Uh, you know, first of all, a lot of a lot of e-commerce projects start from a place of pain. You have some system that's not working for you, or some process that you want to do that you're not able to to currently do. And a lot of people will look at this project as a necessary evil. And if you go into the project with that kind of mindset, you're oftentimes setting yourself up for failure or at least for more pain. You need to look at this as an opportunity to take those next steps. Sure, what you have doesn't work. You wished it did. It doesn't. And you're moving on. So now what is the opportunity that's presented uh, to you and, and making sure you frame this project from a positive mindset. From there, you're gonna have to understand what's working for you. Like every every uh, business has something special about them, at least every successful business. If, if you don't have something that's special about you, then you probably just go ahead and stop the podcast here because we're not gonna be able to help you, right? You're yeah. not, not a successful <laughs> business. So understand what's working, right? These they, You've got these geese that lay golden eggs, right? These things that really are, are providing revenue and working for your business. You make sure you protect them at all costs. You need to understand everything about these aspects of your business. And then, then you move on to what's not working for you. What are the headaches? What are the problems? What are the things you wish you could do? And then only then, once you know, okay, this is a positive thing for us, we uh, understand what's working for us. We understand what's not working for us. At that point, you start looking at the tools you already have in the mix and what's staying, what's not staying. You know, do we have a PIM? Is it working for us? Do we need a PIM? Uh, you, you do that. And, and then once you get past that, it's really about prioritizing the things you want. You've now got a list of things that you would like to be able to accomplish. Prioritize them because oftentimes you can't do them all at once. Sometimes you're going to have to phase these out or do whatever. And it's only then, once you know what works, it's positive, you know what works, you know what doesn't work, you know what systems are at play, you've prioritized the things you want. It's really only now you should start evaluating e-commerce platforms. A lot of times people expect, like we can evaluate, we can do checks, things like that. Uh, but there's also like a certain ownership that a lot of times businesses need to take on say their inventory and their data and things like that. And that's also like, I think an important part is that we can absolutely help you. But like, like you said, TJ, before you go and evaluate all these platforms, like you do kind of need to have your ducks in a row. You need to be organized. And I get it. A lot of people were thrown into this, um, thrown to the wolves, you know, had to kind of just start up in a, in a matter of a few weeks. But that tedious, annoying <laughs> back back end work is so, so important to all of the rest of it, even though, like I said, it is tedious. It can be annoying, but that's also so important to, you know, take ownership of. We can certainly help you with it and moving it, things like that. But having your head around that is definitely super important as well. Yeah, and having your you you need people on your team to have buy-in as well. Like they your your yep. staff needs to be supportive and understand what the end goal is, not just coming from the top, this is what we're doing, but kind of getting some in, input into how everybody else's role could be impacted by getting a new system. 
Yeah, pri- uh, any endeavor in your business, not just an e-commerce endeavor, any endeavor that doesn't start with employee buy-in is doomed to fail. Yep. And so, it, it, you know, how you get that buy-in is just like you mentioned, just making sure they're involved and their voice is heard from the beginning, understanding what the, the people who will interact with this system and that this system, you know, will support and, and aid making sure you understand what their problems, their concerns with it are and addressing those all throughout the process, not just dumping it on them at the end and saying, hope this works, enjoy it. Yeah, because you're going to spend more time and money just troubleshooting and trying to come up with other solutions if you go with, say, the quickest one to implement or the cheapest one to implement. And maybe it is the cheapest one. Maybe that is the best for your business. It very Like it could be. Maybe that's what everyone needs. But if you just jump to that, it's you're going to spend more time, money and resources trying to undo all the things that you've done. <laughs> I want you as a business to choose the cheapest solution that checks every box you need. Absolutely. But the checking every box is the most important thing, not the price. Check the boxes, then figure out which one's the cheapest one that checks all the boxes. Yeah. And the the employee part of having someone after after we leave, I mean, we can absolutely still support, but I think having someone on staff um, like Melissa just mentioned, to be the support for your business, whether it's the owner, if you're super small, or, you know, a t- dedicated person to run the platform is also really important and to, to the keep evaluation things process, The evaluation process doesn't have to be before a software system is implemented. I believe that evaluation should happen ongoingly, periodically, to make sure that the system works, it fits the business, the growth need of the business over time, and that requires periodical check-ins with the employees, with the end customers, with the executives to make sure that this is the right platform. And if not, how can we go from there? So health checks throughout the period, it's important. And that's why we have the teams here to help every step of the way. Yeah, and I would take that one step further. Uh, you know, obviously, if you if you choose a platform and you're checking in on it six months from now and it's not working for you, that's a painful thing to you know to to discover that maybe it's it's not going to work. But I think the more common problem there is constantly checking in on the implementation. And you know, did you do something that maybe is less than optimal? Is there some piece of functionality that was left out? Has there been something discovered since that would be extremely helpful? It's just a process of continuous improvement. Like that's the culture that you need to build this day and age if you want to be successful, especially if you're getting on up into mid-market and enterprise. You you constantly have to be evaluating what your competitors are doing, uh, what your employees are doing, the systems you have at play, and how do you not just keep up with the competitors, but how do you exceed them? How do you leverage your advantages to gain market share? And, and that is, as you mentioned, just through continuous evaluation and improvement. I know we have to wrap up soon. I do have one more question for TJ. If someone does find themselves in a situation that they bit off more than they can chew, or you know, their system is just it not working. It just, it can't handle their business. They feel you know they're frustrated. They're upset. What 
what is your advice for the first place that they should start? And, you know, what is your advice for, you know what, coming to the realization that the system isn't working for them and maybe it, maybe it's time to, to switch. Maybe they need a different platform. Like what's your, what's your take on that? Yeah. If your system's holding you back, you really need to do everything you can to define why and, and what's it costing you. If you're spending way too many resources to maintain a system, okay, so what are you, what are you spending? But you really need to think about more than just monetary costs. You need to think about mindshare, uh, how much time and energy of your team is taken up dealing with this problem consistently or, or series of problems. And once you have an idea of what it's costing you, then you can evaluate whether or not you should try to put energy into fixing it. Like, what does it take to fix it on the platform it's on? Or what does it take to completely shift gears and go in a different direction? And it's oftentimes a really difficult decision, especially if the platform you're on is fairly new, uh, which happens. You, you choose it, you're six months into it, eight months into it, a year into it. It's not gone well. When do you pull the plug on that yeah. and just move to something else? Yeah, because um, it's painful. It, you yeah. feel like you've thrown your money away, right? <laughs> it, it is, but you know, it's also sunk cost fallacy, right? We've right. we've thrown our money away. Do we just keep throwing money at it, yeah, or yeah. do we just go ahead and shift gears? And and that's a I can't answer that question without having the problem in front of me because that's going to be very different. Because it could be you just need a few fixes. It could be, right. you know, a few things not implemented properly. It could be a few pieces of functionality that are missing. Or it could be you just chose poorly and the whole project was done incorrectly from the beginning. And that just varies from business to business, project to project. Right. Well, TJ, thank you so much for joining us today. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners about you or your company or, or maybe some next steps of how they can find you? Yeah, I'm not too hard to find. Uh, you can you know, find us at jamerson.com. That's J-A-M-E-R-S-A-N.com. I know it's hard to spell, but uh, not too difficult to find. Or you can find us online at e-commerceaholic. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, Wendy and Melanie, for your, your expertise and insight here. And we'll see you all on another episode of Take Me to the Cloud. Perfect. Thanks thank so much, you. Melissa. TJ, thank you, Wendy. Thanks for having me. Thanks, yep. Melanie. You've been listening to Take Me to the Cloud. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe to be alerted of new episodes. For more information, visit witham.com.